Chance, can we talk about Spider-Man? Uh, of course, we can always talk about Spider-Man. Um, because I finally saw Across the Spider-Verse. About time. And, yeah, I know. <laughs> and I feel like, do you ever like watch a movie and you're like, I feel like a different person on the other side of this than I was going in? Absolutely. Um, yeah, it doesn't happen to me often. Maybe your name was the last time. Yeah, I was going to say, this only happened, I think it's, in recent memory, it's only happened to me twice. And I think it was Across the Spider-Verse and your name. Yeah, those are good ones. Mm-hmm. They were just like, they were more than a movie, you know? <laughs> They're an experience. Yeah, exactly. More than a movie, an experience. And Across the Spider-Verse is more than a movie. It's two movies. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's true. That's the thing that keeps me from, like, heaping praise on the movies. Like, I didn't finish it. Yeah, I gotta. it's got to stick the landing. <laughs> Chance did not tell me before going in that it was supposed to be a two-parter. And so uh-huh. about two hours and 15 minutes into the movie, I was like, oh my gosh, we haven't wrapped anything up yet. This is a four hour long movie. It has to be. She did. She did. <laughs> I was over it at that point. But... See, I was like so in it. And then you kind of get to the, and there's going to be probably some spoilers here for those of you who haven't seen it. Just skip ahead and hear the theme song. Just I'll I'll put a timestamp in the description so you know where to skip ahead to okay. when the episode starts. Um, but like when like Gwen sort of reconciles with her dad, and it's like things are kind of wrapping up. I'm just like into it, and then I'm like it goes and Miles is in wherever the other world where he is, and you're like oh oh, and I'm just like so into it. But then part of me is like my two kids are here with me. And I'm worried that they're about to start losing it because they have been great and locked in this whole time. But like, we're on something a little bit different right now. We're just like a bit eerie and there's like an uncomfortableness of like, this world is the same world, but not quite right. What's going on? Mm -hmm. And I'm here for it, but I just don't know. You know, there's not a bunch of Spider-Men swinging around and chasing each other and jokes and all, all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so my seven-year-old did re- a report on the movie to my wife where he's like, there's a lot of Spider-Man in that movie. Maybe too many Spider-Man. <laughs> Agreed. So, but in that last like 15 minute stretch, I was just like, I was feeling the length because my kids were there and I was worried that they were just about to lose it. And they mm-hmm. didn't, but I feel like it would have been nice to like go through all of that and those kind of big reveals at the end. Mm-hmm. without worrying about them. yeah yeah i we did not take our son even though we told him we would we still might um because like not only that part you said but like pretty much the entire last like 45 minutes after the big chase is like it's a lot of like it's existential crisis not <laughs> yeah spider-man mm-hmm. swinging yeah there's like yeah there's like family crisis and like who am I? Who? What is my purpose? Crisis and like, I don't know. It's just a lot. Mm-hmm. It's really good though. It is. Mm-hmm. It's really good. It, it's like choosing your own story, all of that good stuff. But man, yeah, <laughs> I, I was kind of analyzing like, should we take our son to this? And I was like, I don't know if he's sitting through this last hour. Well, they did a really good job. We went with some friends though, and they took their kids, and they didn't do as great. <laughs> Yep. So you know, I got I got to live both 
both scenarios. Win some, you lose some in movies. Yeah, you just, true. you never know. We had a very on and off experience with our kids, with our son at uh, Little Mermaid. Sometimes he was really into it and sometimes he just wanted to go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he was just like, oh, this is awesome. No, I just want to go. Is it time to go yet? <laughs> That's funny. My boys really liked and still do like like the original Little Mermaid. So I'm, well, it'll probably be an at-home watch, though. Mm -hmm. We've been in the theater a lot with, with him this summer. Yeah, we have. Um, what did we just see with him? Elemental. Elemental. Yeah, we talked about that one last time when we ranked our Pixar movies. It's true. Oh. I, I ranked it like third or fourth. It's really good. It's a good choice. I cried about 12 times during it. It's always a good movie for me when you cry at least three times. <laughs> well, this one was at least four times as good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she really liked it. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Math is correct. <laughs> um, yeah, the visuals are just like kind of otherworldly. It's kind of crazy. Mm -hmm. Some of the stuff they pull off and creative things they do with the elements. I like it. Yeah. Is it just the four? Yeah, it's just the four elements. Nice. Someday I'll watch it. But yeah, I just wanted to talk about Spider Man because um, it's amazing. It is. An amazing Spider Man. A spectacular Spider Man. I've heard. And I don't know if this is like verified, but the writer strike is delaying Beyond the Spider Verse at least another year. Mm. So sad. sad for you. Yeah, it is sad. Sad for the writers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Pay your writers. Yeah. No, I will wait for that movie until the writers have a fair wage. If they try to get me in Chat GPT written one, I'm not taking. <laughs> We've been down that road before on this show. We have, and we say nay. <laughs> Not that it's necessarily much worse than what this season's given us, but that's editorialized. That's, that's editorial. we're, not, we're not to that part of the episode yet. Sean did have a daughter who was the same age. Time travels exist in this universe, Chance. It's true. They have time traveled twice. He's not wrong. Brought to you by Aardvark Magazine. Unless someone real decides to sponsor us, this is Boy Meets World Fever, and I'm one of your hosts, Cameron. And I'm your other host, Chance. Hey, Cameron. Hey, good old Aardvark Magazine. Good old Aardvark. I read every issue. Mm-hmm. A-A-R-D-V-A-R-K. That's is a little this? Arthur reference for anybody that's got a, like a deep cut Arthur appreciation. Just found out this week that Arthur is, in fact, an Aardvark. I had no clue. Oh. No idea. No. Oh. Well, I hey, thought he I'm was some kind of a bear creature. They do kind of look like little bear creatures. Yeah, he doesn't but what really is have an the characteristics of an aardvark. It's an anteater. What's an aardvark? They got like long sure? Yeah, a little rope tongue. Yeah, that looks nothing like Arthur. Yeah, I don't... I call oh. shenanigans. I send Nikki a lot of... Well, not as many anymore because I never get on Instagram. But when I did get on Instagram, I would send her lots of animal videos uh-huh and they would go in weird cycles where like oh you really like dogs this week oh you really like bunnies bunnies lasted a long time bunnies did last a long time but right after bunnies <laughs> was aardvarks 
Mm-hmm. Just like videos of aardvarks all over my Instagram. The number one animal alphabetically in the world. Yeah. Um, right now it's turtle. I see turtle videos just all the time. In between those red pandas. Oh, yeah. I had a red panda thing. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I don't know why it's changing. Oh, it's trying to do shoebill storks, and I say no. Those are scary. They. Uh, I, I have told Nikki that if I ever just meet one in real life, I'm dead. Like, I, my <laughs> spirit will leave my body, <laughs> and it will be the end of me. And this is it. I'm done. I think they're fascinating. If no, you don't know what a shoebill stork looks like, you should look one up. But be no, prepared. you shouldn't. No, no. In fact, it's just going on our list of things that you shouldn't look up. Guys, birds are terrifying, and I would just—I'm dead. It's also known as a whale bill. Ooh, I can see it. It's a whale of a bill. They're like like standing on the ground. They're like five feet tall. They can live almost thirty-six years in the wild. That's a long time to plot. It is. They live in swamps. Okay, we're good. Eastern tropical Africa. Great. They can stay over there. And they are there after smaller prey, but only slightly smaller. Uh-oh. How big? Five feet. Oh, okay. I think you're good, Chance. You're bigger well, than five feet tall. No, I would die. I don't care. Okay. Keep I, keep our kids away from them. Yes. That's for sure. A, uh, a uh, bird that can almost look me in the eye? No, I'm dead. <laughs> How do you feel about ostriches? I hate them as well. Not as much as emus, but okay. I hate why? Why? Why that distinction? Emus are so mean. Ostriches what about cats? Are so mean. Remember my aunts and uncles that I don't like. Yeah. Growing up, they had an emu. I feel like that's important information. Oh. I see. Yeah. <laughs> You're pulling out on us, Chance. How do you feel about cassowaries? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Yeah, they're the dinosaur birds. They're at the zoo. They look uh, like they're straight out of the Jurassic. They're, they're over of- by the. They live. They are over by the Komodo dragons. They do. They're kind of fascinating, but if the cage wasn't there, I'm not. I'm not going to be there. Mm-hmm. You're going to be Castle Wary. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to be Castle very far away. <laughs> uh, I don't do birds and big birds. They just. What about, did you not do? Sesame? What about Big Bird? Well, but you you both know this. I didn't do any kids shows. Yeah, I've never seen an episode. Of that. That's a shame because it's pretty good. Agreed. I've never seen. Um, I've never seen a Barney or a... You don't need to see that one. No. I feel like our kids have sort of aged out of Sesame Street. Mm -hmm. That's a bit of a bummer. Because it was enjoyable. By the time I was our kid's age, I was already watching Star Trek. Because that's what my parents watch. That tracks. That tracks. There's the fireworks. Yes. Yes. This is not... Here they come. This is not Cameron and I's first rodeo recording. No. It is July the 3rd, which is, I believe... This is the nine-year anniversary of when my parents came to visit my wife and I when we lived in Boston. And every 4th of July, the Boston Pops play a concert um, along the shores of the Charles River. Um, And it's free, and they do fireworks, and it's all very exciting. But pro tip, if you're ever in New England around the 4th of July, on the 3rd of July, they do a rehearsal where they do all the same stuff, um, but it's a little less crowded. They don't do the fireworks. but they do a, like a music rehearsal and you see all the same people and, and they have people come in and sing. So we went to that because the crowds were less. But mm-hmm. then my mom took pictures, but on the 4th of July, she posted them saying we were at the Boston Pops on the 4th of July. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we, we weren't. And I was like, it's the nine year anniversary of that. It's a, a family lie. 
Mm -hmm. A dark secret. Aaron, my dirty laundry. I can't share that on any social media because my mom's on. <laughs> Luckily, she doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> Jokes on her. This is where I air all the family dirty laundry. <laughs> but as you probably most certainly guessed, we have a guest with us today. I don't know how you wouldn't have. She's, I mean, she's so familiar to the show. She shares a name with one of our hosts. Chance. Not me. Um, but i need to introduce her and sing her in one of our i feel like this season seven is the season of the recurring guest for us it's true or anybody that's come on has already come on like several times Mm. Um, it's it's only only the best do we trust with this season yeah i mean we got our kid gloves on (laughs) handling this one very delicately (laughs) but here she is uh nikki meyer Cause it's Nikki Meyer, Nikki Meyer, coming on our show. Boy meets world fever, it's what she's doing. It's good to know I got friends who'll always podcast with me. Cause it's Nikki Meyer. Thank you. I think it's my first time as Nikki Meyer, though. I was thinking that too. It might be, yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't remember. It's exciting. I like yeah. the I like the feel of the song with the Meyer. It's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Cameron. You're so welcome. I'm glad you're here. I am too. Thanks. Oh, <laughs> uh, he you just piggybacked off of mine. That makes it, you know, it means less. But yeah, you know, whatever. It's probably true. <laughs> I typically just hear one side of the podcast because I'm in the living room while you're podcasting. Um, you mean you don't religiously listen to all of them as they're released? What? <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's she's, okay. She's normally with another man named RuPaul. <laughs> I do love RuPaul. I sure do. <laughs> while we... While we podcast. Listen, it's because I don't want to force you to watch RuPaul. I won't watch Ru- RuPaul. I, I don't get it. I, but, I understand. You know, <laughs> now that we've been to a drag show, I might get it a little better. Yeah. It's just people you know, having fun and like being who they are. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think I've ever watched it. Just so you guys know, all of you out there in Podcastville, because um, we did not know, because we had never been to a drag Um Bring a lot of singles to a drag show. Didn't know. For tipping. <laughs> Makes sense. Like to tip the performers. Um, we didn't know. So now we you know. just sat there being like, well, we're not giving them anything. Awkward. <laughs> we're giving you them. Sit there with your arms crossed going like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We were there with someone who did that. But we didn't need to bring that up. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I, I did. This is random. I don't know why we're talking about this, but. Uh, I did look around, and there was like there was like a few old guys who were just kind of sitting there appreciating it. They were like in like business suits. They probably worked at the university, just getting off, and they were like just sitting there, like nodding their heads along and like clapping. And there were like some guys getting into it. Um, I was kind of in between those two guys, and then there were some guys that were there exactly like you were just saying, like arms crossed. Why are they there? It's a great question. Came with a girlfriend. <laughs> yes. Maybe. I was just like, there's many places to be. I was I was just surprised by how many, uh, and I, I told this to Nikki right after, I'm like, there are so many distinguished older <laughs> gentlemen there, and I think I was one of them. 
Chance, the distinguished older gentleman. So distinguished. With your silver hair. <laughs> I do. I have very gray hair these days. But they were all just sitting there having a good time. And I was I was one of them. I was into it. That's a goodie. I don't think that they could tell because you didn't tip anybody. I, that's true. We didn't tip. We didn't we know. Those. So, uh, take singles. I think it would be fun to, to do the whole like tipping thing at the show. I think it would be a part of the experience. Sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Next time. Next time. Okay. Next time. Um, but yeah, that's <laughs> drag shows. Perfect for a discussion about Boy Meets World. Uh-huh. I mean, if it, was, if it was like a couple weeks ago, yeah, yeah for I, real. This has been a rando season, huh? Lots of things, lots of things. It has been. I, it, mm-mm, yeah, mm-hmm. it feels like this season is really trying to find out what it's doing. Maybe it was trying to find some reason to continue itself. I just don't think it's quite struck upon it. <laughs> no, no. Last week was the closest to got. It should have become a show about Sean. <laughs> As it should have at season one. Yes. But, you know, live and learn. And then get loved. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, But Chance, how about you give us a synop of this episode, The Provider? Uh, Yeah. Um, Corey is excited. He got a job selling magazines. Um, But Topanga got a better job as a magazine assistant, and Corey can't deal. That's it. Uh huh. As someone who has sold magazine subscriptions, literally any job is a better job than that. It's true. Ours was a little different because ours was kind of a lot. Oh yeah. That, I mean, I doubt that this was on the up and up chance. I don't know. The nineties people just had money they could throw anywhere <laughs> to get hard. How magazine. did you grow up, <laughs> <laughs> baby? The, Clin- the Clinton administration was strong. Money flew out of gutters. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> sure. I don't know what's happening right now. I don't know either. Guys, the dream of the line 90s is alive in Portland. And in my heart. It is alive in Portland, but it's not here. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's all that happens. Yep, that's it. Uh, Eric finds a lucky penny. Oh, yeah. Let's get that out of the way so we don't have to think about it anymore. Um, Eric finds a lucky penny. Um, and they pretty much the only thing they do with it was tell a homophobic joke and then be mean to Sean and then be kind of sweet to Corey almost. Mm-hmm. No, his lucky penny helps him help somebody be more comfortable with who they really are by outing them. Yeah, no, it works. It's real it homophobic. Is is real bad, especially the 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 audience's reaction to Jack's reaction. Uh huh. That is very true. Is is very homophobic. Like it's bad. Um, does anyone else want to say anything else about Eric before we just leave that plot alone? It is funny when he's using the penny to like with Rachel and he's like, I got this lucky penny and you only want me for my penny. And she's like, if you had a nickel, I'd marry you right now. He's just Mm -hmm. like, dude, give me a nickel. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that was was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, that's basically it. Maybe you have, um, just really strong insights on the Eric plot line. Um, no. <laughs> I didn't think so. I remember your face when the lightning hit him. You were just like, why? It wasn't like, that's funny or that's unexpected. You were just more like, why are they doing this? Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. seemed a little, a little weak. I mean, I guess it was supposed to be extreme. And they did get that. It was extreme. They got that across. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. It was also ridiculous. 
Very much so. Okay, so I did I did enjoy he got shocked by the lightning and then he said, Well, at least I'm not wet, or I didn't get wet. And then the janitor comes over and just dumps a bucket of water on his head for no reason at all. <laughs> that part didn't that was pretty well. funny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've been struck by lightning twice inside. Why not? <laughs> Why not? He should have dodged it. Dodged it two hundred times. Uh, that was a Final Fantasy X reference um, that no one likes. No. Um, <laughs> so you shouldn't know it. No one likes the reference or no one likes the show? or the No one theme. likes the doing the... No one yeah. likes the dodging of the lightning 200 times in a row. Yeah, You have to dodge lightning 200 times in a row while being attacked by monsters. And it's just... Do you have to keep track of the number of lightning bolts in your head? Oh, yes. Oh. 100%. And there's like a million little things you can do to accidentally have to reset that number. So it doesn't sound like a I didn't. I didn't do it. No, no, I did do it. But of course I, you did. I was a teenager and had nothing better to do. Yikes! Yikes! It's not fun. Um, no. Eric should have done that though, and he could have unlocked uh, Lulu's ultimate weapon. But you know, I guess he doesn't care. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't care about Lulu. Well, later on, her. Her black magic kind of falls off. Yeah. Lulu grows uh, <laughs> less, le- less viable as a party member. <laughs> I mean, but you know, early game, she's great. Mid game. Yeah. Great. Final Big Fantasy. Game. I know all of that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Our listeners do too. That's why we would really want to have you on. <laughs> That's the real reason. Uh-huh. To get your thoughts on the most recent game, which is number 42. <laughs> If they'd been releasing at the same rate that they did between seven and ten, it would be up in the thirties. Okay. It would be, but it was only sixteen. I was gonna guess fourteen, but I went high. I shot for the men. <laughs> I mean, in a lot of people's minds, fourteen is the last game, and it's still going. It's so still going. It can be. It can. Be. We're gonna get there, and it's gonna be the best one yet. It, to what? Forty-three. Forty-three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't wait personally <laughs> on the PS seventeen. Sorry, I can. I'm I'm good. That's when they reimagine it as a, a rhythm game. Oh. <laughs> Just dance, Final Fantasy edition. There's actually quite a few Final Fantasy tunes I would dance to. I mean, they do have theater rhythm. They already have a rhythm game. Oh, okay, fair enough. Anyway, enough of this. <laughs> I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> Trying to not talk about this. Trying to not talk about this. So we're all good with Eric. You scratched I, out your I nose. I did scratch it out. If you <laughs> at home are listening, you say you forgot this most quintessential Eric part. We're sorry. Let us no, know. We You're you right. Can't we're let not us really know, sorry. But we didn't. We didn't forget it. But and I'm not sorry, honestly. No. But for all intents and purposes, our bad. We're sorry. Let us know. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. So anyway, uh, we pick up. And Corey has a very cute interaction with Sean. <laughs> hey, Sean, guess what? What? Or he? No, he says Topanga's pregnant. Oh yes, that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> He's oh, just I like, didn't forget. How did you know? <laughs> Are you the father of my child? <laughs> when this when this was the first bit of the show, I was like, okay, things are looking up. It's true, and it, things and are it, looking it, great. And it's cute because he's like, uh, ask, ask me what my hours are. Hey, Cor, you know what I wonder? 
What are your hours? Okay, but listen, as a woman who, okay, how long have they been married at this point? Oh, like, it's hard to say. Maybe two months. Two-ish months, yeah. depending on the time loop continuum situation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's about the right timeline then. Oh, yeah, for her to know she's pregnant. No. No, oh, no, 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 no. To get a job? No. <laughs> I'm getting there. <laughs> she's quiet. Yeah, my bad. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that's about the time frame when any young woman starts getting asked, no matter what, anytime they feel a little sick, anytime they look a little pale, anytime they get excited, anytime they have news, anytime anything happens, anytime they breathe, <laughs> it's, <gasps> I bet she's pregnant. Every time. Every time. Yeah. Yeah. Until you're about 38. Oh, babe, people are doing that to you right now? Oh, yeah, still. Mm -hmm. yeah. Especially since we just got married. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I bet she's pregnant right now, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> That's how she knows. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They all, yeah, women always get asked or assumed to be pregnant constantly from the moment they get married. Okay. Why else did you get married? Especially though? in evangelical circles, like because oh, that's sure. your whole purpose as a woman is to mm -hmm. sire children. But I think that <laughs> I like that you said sire to sire them, <laughs> yes. whatever the female equivalent of siring is. <laughs> Mire them is is sire male gendered? I always thought it was related to sir. Oh, maybe. Oh. I'm not gonna lie to you. The only time I've ever like really heard the term sire is a lot of vampire media uses it to be like siring another vampire. You make one. Oh, I've heard it with yeah. cattle as well. Oh, cattle, cattle, yeah, cattle. A male, a male parent of an animal, especially a stallion or bull, kept for breeding. Oh, didn't okay. know. Well, whatever the female woman equivalent of siring is, <laughs> sire female version. Bacon? Cooking? Bacon. Uh, well, the problem here is that this is using the, the version of like, yes, sire. Like, mm. um, so it's just dame. Oh, daming. But I mean, <laughs> sire is kind of related, I guess, to the Spanish word senor. Sure. But only again of the uh, beget, it says, could be used for either. Oh, begetting. Or yeah. Begetting children for their man. Conceiving children, bearing children. Babe, when you when you bear your children, you will be complete and whole as a person. Yeah. But <laughs> not until then. Not until then. No, no, no. Not until then. <laughs> oh, wait. We, we did have to have a very serious conversation with Chance's mother when we got married. Like, I just need you to be aware <laughs> that there will be no children coming in this area, <laughs> in this clinic area. Like, it's just not possible medically. <laughs> so, you got to set those expectations with your in laws. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> First four seconds of the show, I had something to say. Sorry about it. That was here we go. No, I Keep, love it. We're going on. Now, let's get back to the cuteness of that. That uh, <laughs> yes. interaction. Now that what are your hours, Corey? <laughs> <laughs> what are your hours? <laughs> Whatever I want. 
Who's ask me who my boss is? Hey, Court, but you know what I wonder? Who's your boss? Me. <laughs> it's like I don't know how I would feel about that, but it sounds great for you. <laughs> Which yeah. is the fun part about that is you can take it at the two levels where it's like, oh, being my own boss doesn't sound good, but also you being my boss doesn't sound good. <laughs> it's true. Um, and then okay, so like let's be let's be clear about this. Selling magazine sucks. Cameron and I have had to do it when we worked at a uh, retail store and we had to like frame it as like, you just won this free magazine subscription for a month and then it charges your card because mm -hmm. um, you won it by using your credit card and everyone was a winner. Yeah. The best, you know, everyone gets a medal. <laughs> everyone gets a magazine subscription. Those are the best games in the arcade though, that everyone wins. Yeah. Games. The everyone wins games. Um, so it sucks. That being said, the company we worked for doesn't exist anymore because this was their, the boat is sinking. This is how we bail ourselves out tactic. Yeah. Oh, with the magazines. I don't um, think you were there when they announced the magazines, were you? You came a little after? I already started when the magazines, I was already working there when the magazine started. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I remember going to that meeting that morning where they announced that was going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. And all of us were just like, this is the most desperate thing I've ever heard of in my entire life. I guess I'm going to start looking for another job because we're going <laughs> out of business. I mean, it did last for like another two, two and a half years. But that's not much. It's the downhill slide. It was. It was. It was. The writing um, was on the wall. The yeah. writing said, buy our magazines. You win. I did it maybe three times the entire time I worked there. And then I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm, I'm like one of the most senior members of this staff. Like, I'm just not doing this anymore. I'll, I'll go work somewhere else. Like in the store. Put me in the back. Yeah, put me put me anywhere else. Because um, I'm not doing this. I don't remember if I sold any or not. I mean, surely it did. Probably. But anyway, that being said, all of that being said, it sucks. However, telemarketing is still a job, and if you can get a job, great. Like this, they're doing the same thing with telemarketers that they did with grocers a few seasons back. But grocers are terrible, Chance. You should be embarrassed. Uh, no. <laughs> it, I can't think of a worse job, honestly, than working as the manager of a grocery store. Exactly. Mike Rowe wouldn't even touch that one. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> does he still do that, Joe? I don't know. Yeah. He's still around. Yeah, dirty Joe. Um, yeah, I, I was like, the minute Sean like threw up his arms, I was like, oh no, when he realized what the job was, I was like, oh, like people need to try to get employment where they can. Like, it's not like he fell for like a Facebook scam. Uh huh. Yeah, he's. It seems like a legit job. Yeah. He's not very good later, at it. I did write down he should have come to Best Camp. Oh. Corey. Why don't you explain what Best Camp is to our listeners? Yeah, definitely. Best Camp is a summer program that I get to be a part of. That It stands for Building Employment Skills Today. It's for high school students who are wanting to build employment skills today oh, okay. so that they can get a paid internship for the rest of the summer. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow. So Tomorrow, yeah. <laughs> um, and so one of the things we went over this summer is the top 11 job scam posts or job posting scams, excuse me. 
And one of them was one that Corey said in his description of, well, two of them actually. He found it on a flyer, which flyers are just fine. Mm -hmm. But the flyer said, money, money, money. Mm -hmm. And then you can make between 50, $405,000 $405, a week. Yes. <laughs> I would choose 5,000 as well. Um, but awesome. that sounds like too much money. It sounds too good to be true. So it probably is. It's true. It's a scam. Though commission selling jobs are a thing. Commission selling jobs are a thing. And later on in the episode, it seemed more legitimate, but when he was describing it, I was like, that's a scam. Babe, there were no scams in the Clinton Thank you, economy. best camp. <laughs> See, I almost feel like it would have been a better episode if that was the plot line. If it had been a scam? If Corey does good at this job, but it's a scam. <laughs> and Corey's getting scammed rather than the Topanga, you're so much better than me. Because we all know that. <laughs> like This isn't a revelation for literally anybody else in the show. That Topanga is better than Corey. <laughs> Well, really, it's not even one for him. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, why is this where we're, we're hanging the bulk of the episode and Corey and Topanga's first fight? <laughs> I I had just assumed every time they said that they meant first married fight. Which we can is... assume, but they didn't say that. That's true. I you don't know, know much about assume. Boy Meets World, but I even I know... That that's not their first fight. I'm like, haven't they broken up like 52 times at this point? I mean, you gotta have a fight to do that. It's true. Well, the first time they break up, it really isn't a fight. They're just like, we're kind of being boring right now. Let's break up. And if we do, we'll get back together. It was something. <laughs> it was a thing. It was kind of cute at the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> at the time. <laughs> at the time. Um, but yeah, they, they have. Had many a fight. They had a fight at the very beginning of this season about not getting married. Yeah. Where they were yelling at each other. Mm -hmm. But this was their first fight. Those don't count. Okay. Because now they're married and it's a whole new thing. They are they are a new flesh together. <laughs> their whole pasts don't count. Sure. Yeah. Leave and cleave, people. <laughs> Leave and cleave. That's terrible. I love it. <laughs> Um. Anyway, Corey's excited about this job, though. And then Topanga comes in, and she's just like, I have great news. And she seems very excited. And Corey's like, I do, too. And she's like, I'll go first. Like, of course. Of course you will. You always do. And then she <laughs> was riding on the train or the bus next to some fashion person and said they liked the outfit that they were looking at. And then they struck up a conversation, and she's going to be her assistant for some fashion magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's this big, exciting thing, which it is. It is. It's great. It, it should be celebrated. Cool. Could also be a scam. Definitely. Could be. <laughs> um, well, Again, a bit too good to be true. See, I like to think Topanga would have done her homework, though. She would have like gone to the office, gone to tour. That could also be the power of networking. Because we also talked at Best Camp about 80% of jobs are gotten through networking. That's true. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Networking. And Topanga's pretty good at networking, I think. Yeah, she seems the type. Mm -hmm. She's a people person. Mm -hmm. She keeps up with all of her professors and teachers just to see, like, who can give me that recommendation. I need. Mm -hmm. Like Mr. Feeney, who's strangely absent yet again. Yes. 
from kind of this season, honestly. Yeah, he's, he's had a couple like, quips this season. He's just not really around. Nope. No Feeny. No Feeny. Um, he doesn't do a ton the rest of the season if memory serves. Maybe he has another plot that I can't think of. but mm-hmm. I don't really think there's much. Um, there is another little, it's kind of a fun moment where Corey like, then tells Topango about his job. She's like, yay. And John's like, try again. Yes. <laughs> yay. <laughs> and then she's like, where's your office? And he's like, our couch. She's like, oh, <laughs> Sean, try again. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. I like that moment. <laughs> Sean MVP, maybe, for that moment. Um, yeah. And, and that kind of sets the scene. I, I like this beginning. I do. Mm-hmm. It was a strong start. Mm-hmm. It's a strong start. It's cute. It sets up, like, the stakes. Um, and... Then we're we're good. Like we yep. go to Corey. The penny. Where forget about the penny. Corey sitting on the couch. Yes. Yeah. Um, Talking to I forget his name. Shnazi. Shnazi. Yeah. Shnazi. Leon Shnazi. Oh, you, Leon. Sure. Well, so my fake name that I always wanted was Leon <laughs> Harkness. <laughs> and I think I may have gotten that from Leon Shnazi. It's possible. What is Harkness from? I don't know. I've just always thought it sounded like a cool last name. I think it's probably from um, Charlie Brown Christmas special. Hark. I've still never seen that. No, because then you would be hockey stickness. That's true. That's true. See, I don't even get this joke. (laughs) (laughs) You've never showed me a Charlie Brown anything. It's my responsibility. I will do it. There's the pumpkin one, because you dressed that up as a cute pumpkin one. The great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Nope. I've seen episodes of the Peanuts, I think, maybe. And I guess technically that's Charlie Brown Christmas 2. Yes, there's two of them. Okay. Is there a character named Harkness? No, Sally's only line in the whole play. Sally is Charlie Brown's sister. Okay. She's the (laughs) angel in the Christmas. She's the angel. And her only word that she needs to remember is hark. And so the whole episode she's going around saying hark. Hark! Hark! And then when she gets on stage, she says, hockey stick. And then she's so embarrassed because she said, hockey stick. Okay. Thus, you would be Leon Hockey Stickness. Mm-hmm. Leon Hockey Stickness. Which is a much better name than Harkness. <laughs> yeah, like me. I feel like everyone's got a fake name that they would switch to. What's yours, Cameron? I don't have one. My name's good. What if you needed to run from the law? I don't think I would need to. Okay. (laughs) Mr. Over here loves the man, apparently. You know, I I stay on the man's good side so I can, you know, erode them from the good side. Uh Uh-huh. Sure. So Leon Shanazi. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't have a fake name. I'm sorry. (laughs) Get a fake name. Do you have a fake name, Nikki? I don't. You just really don't think of other names you well, want to okay. So I guess my pseudonym has always been uh, Violet Ernestine. Uh, yeah. Oh, nice. Well, great. Now I'm the weird one. You are. I don't know. It's okay. It's okay. Think, on, good it. Names. think oh. on it and tell us next time. I mean, my go-to character name is always Falminar, which was my first D&D character. Falminar. Mm-hmm. He was cool. Gone too soon, if you ask me. Gone too soon. That could be a strong surname. Mm-hmm. 
Douglas. Sorry, name, you could say. <laughs> yes. Douglas okay. Falminar. Okay, Doug. <laughs> no, because there's this is a bit of a deep cut, but there's this bit in one of the new Brandon Sanderson books that just came out, where hey. in the book, well, in the in the book, they, he just refers to all. He's like, we're on this pirate ship. Here's the main characters. Everyone else, I'm just going to refer to as Doug. Because in every language, that's a sound that exists. And that's a common name of just like the common normal person is named Doug. And he's like, across all time and space and dimensions, Doug is there. And so it's just like, there's the captain, there's this person, this person, and then just the Dougs. <laughs> I would never be a Doug. Thank never. You. Yeah, you wouldn't be. You'd be Douglas. <laughs> Two S's like Frederick Douglas. Yeah. 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 All right, you think you think on your fake name. <laughs> I give it some thought. Never, um, but yes. Um, see, I feel like we're supposed to feel sorry for Corey right now. Like, oh, it's such a terrible job. Telemarketing, the worst. It's day one, people. Yeah, it's day one, and he's doing really bad at it. <laughs> like, he's not being personable. At he's all. not trying. Mm -hmm. He keeps calling Shinazi back. Over well, that's funny. <laughs> I'm just, you're not going to, I know in the episode in the end, he gets a win from doing that, but he doesn't. But like, that's not the way you go about it. Yeah, the way he was talking, it made me think of like, oh, this is Corey's villain origin story. <laughs> yeah. For sure. <laughs> exactly. Mm -hmm. A canon mm -hmm. event. Mm -hmm. It's canon event. Yeah. But, you know, he just starts like with a little monotone. I'm going to read you 700 titles and don't hang up on me because it's mean to me, Ardvark. <laughs> I'd hang up. <laughs> Who wouldn't hang up? Honestly, I wouldn't even answer the phone. What's Leon's problem? Well, again, Cameron, the 90s. You've got to put yourself in the 90s. If the guy calls you two times previously and then you hang up on him and he calls again, why are you answering that phone? Well, that one is true. That one is true. The Although first two times I'll give it to him. We did just vacation with her parents, and they answer the phone for anybody. It's kind of amazing. If I don't have that number saved, I'm not picking up. No, so. I don't either. I I legitimately so the the two times I saw your dad not answer the phone, he like stared at it until it stopped. He's like, "We don't know this number. We don't, right? We don't know this number." I'm just like, I don't even have my like like. Not only do I not have a ringer. I don't even turn my vibrate on. I don't care. <laughs> well, here's the thing about my dad, though. He really enjoys messing with telemarketers. Oh, there you go. He likes having full conversations and letting them give their whole spiel. He probably talks to them about Jesus, and then he hangs up the phone with them. That's how that goes. <laughs> Great evangelism tactic. <laughs> Great evangelism tactic. I did mess with the telemarketer once, and I got told to F off, and then I got hung up on. And then you felt bad? No. Um, no. He called asking about my car insurance. I was like, oh, how do you know what kind of car I have? And he was like, well, because, and I just kept asking him questions until he said F off. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I didn't feel bad at all. Yeah. But Corey's worse than that. Yeah. Well, he, just, he has no, he has no presence. It's true. He could probably have sold a few if he had tried. Customer service. Better. Yeah. 
Yeah, like all Topanga does is like make a genuine human connection. It's like, do they not have any sort of training? Even if it's like, hey, we're going to send you this VHS tape with some tips. Or I guess at this point, it'd probably even be a DVD. But who could afford a DVD player? Those are expensive wow. back in the day. They were. You know, but it's like, here, watch this thing. It's got some tips, ways to help you make a connection. Yeah. Find out your the customer's interests and connect them with the product that you think would they would buy. Mm-hmm. You know, I I kind of think Corey has very uh, a very real problem for many white men in the '90s, uh, myself included. He did something and he thought he would succeed at it immediately, and then he didn't, and he doesn't know how to deal. Well, that's just like gifted kids in general. I mean. That's probably true, but I feel like men in the '90s, especially, like that was just a thing. I'm I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying I don't think it's just men. I think it's a and lot maybe, of women too. Maybe I don't know, mm-hmm. but I know for sure it's privileged white men because I know many of them who still haven't gotten over it. But I am instantly good at everything that I do. Cameron, are you very offended by my pointing uh, <laughs> this out? No, absolutely not. It's not. It's not me. This is the fight 2.0. <laughs> oh my goodness, we're here. We made this it. This is our first fight. <laughs> this is our first fight. <laughs> uh, Cameron, you are good at everything. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Praise me more. No. Tell me the truth more. Um. But yeah. So Topanga comes in. She's very excited. And Corey does not care. Not at all. He's like, this is the job that I'm going to need aspirin. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, okay. This is Corey's whole problem is that he cannot be happy for Topanga's success. Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Somehow. But like, I feel like there's a conversation that has to be had. I don't know if this is the best place to have it or later is the best place to have it. But like, there's a real kind of like modern in-self like mentality going on here of like if women have then men don't yeah yeah i suppose i suppose that they could read it that way i mean i feel like this is just kind of like a baby version that bloomed into that over 20 years i don't know for me Corey is more he's a spoiled brat Mm-hmm. And he finally has to work for something. And like we said earlier, he doesn't know how to do that. He doesn't know how to deal. Yes. And so then the me monster comes out. Yeah, yeah. But I and I think that's I think that's true. I think it's like a kind of a both and thing. Like, oh, it's not me that's the problem. Like you are, even though you're doing well. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, we've seen this from him before though with Sean. Well, yes, yes. When we this, I, and I think almost to agree, this episode suffers from the same problem as that episode, where it's just like this doesn't feel like Boy Meets World. Yeah, <laughs> like this, this plot doesn't belong in a way. It's I almost mean, like it was for a different show, and they just made it for this. I mean, I think this plot fits very well with season seven. Well, yeah, because season seven's a mess, and it doesn't know what it's doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean. I don't know. The the I I feel like this scene like shows some pretty major cracks. Be, be, just because of how unlikable Corey is. Like I can give him a pass in the in the um scene before this like oh I had this exciting news but you had the same exciting news but better. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of a bummer. Like I'll give it to you. 
Like, I mean, that's still your wife, and you should still celebrate her accomplishments no matter what. But, like, I get it, right? So, yo, the wind is out of my sails. But there's just no excuse at this point. <laughs> like, yeah, now just... it's a promotion. Yes. He's, like, excelling at what she's doing. Um, and he's struggling, and he's just, like, it almost... Like, I feel like in that situation, it's like, oh, something good is happening. I'm going to focus on that because I've just been stinking it up over here. Mm-hmm. And I'd rather not think about it. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, she important. she got her design chosen, and now she got a promotion. And she sold eight magazines when Corey couldn't sell one. And she was like, that was easy. That was fun. How many? I'm sure you sold so many today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I sold none. But we do get a moment here where we... Do get bad Topanga, which I am glad this episode does, where he's like, maybe you missed the moment where I said I haven't sold one. And she goes, well, anyway, mm-hmm. like kind of brushing mm-hmm. him off, um, which is good, I think, like plot wise. Yeah, because she's not like scot free. No, yeah, definitely not. No. And, and, and I think I think Nikki and I will be on the same page. I don't know about you, Cameron. But there's a large chunk of the next scene where I'm very much on Corey's side um, that we'll get to. Um, so I think it, it, it's good to set up this um, give and take here mm-hmm. where she's not the helpless victim. Like, she's being inconsiderate as well. She is. Mm-hmm. I do feel like the episode kind of comes down more on, like, Topanga's in the wrong yeah, yeah, more yeah. entirely it, than she actually is. In the end, it definitely does, and it's gross because <laughs> it's at, at the very best, it's maybe like a 70 30. Yeah, well, Corey Topanga, maybe I, 80 20. I would maybe suggest that in the next scene, what happens is almost entirely Topanga's fault. Now, those feelings aren't entirely Topanga's fault, but what, what transpires is Topanga's fault. Um, so let's just get there. Because this is the next scene. Because the next scene, and then we don't care about the penny. <laughs> Do you want to talk about the penny? Song? No, we've already talked about the penny. I'm just saying that happens here. There's a penny thing here. Oh, okay. Okay. Penny thing to separate. Um, so Topanga or uh Topanga comes while Corey is playing Solitaire. Solitaire. Um, and you know, she solves Corey's puzzle, although she doesn't win. She gets one of two aces. Like, okay. But important though. It is. She made four moves and she said, I win. Yeah. It's like, that's not how solitaire works. So at the end, when she's like, I played 19 games, it's like, so you found two aces in each of those games. That's not very impressive, Meg. I won all the games of solitaire. I don't um, know how to play solitaire. <laughs> Corey's like, I don't think it's how you play Solitaire, but she's better than me, so I guess maybe. I don't know either. <laughs> um, and then Corey's in a bad mood. And this is the thing, right? This is why I'm on Corey's side for a large chunk. Because he is clearly communicating. Hey, I am in a bad mood. Do not push this right now. Leave me alone. And he doesn't say, like, leave me alone forever. He's not being mean about it. Like, he is clearly communicating what he wants he wants some time to process he wants some time to be alone yeah he well he gives her a long list of of things that are going on in his mind and in his heart and then as soon as he's done saying like four or five things she says what's wrong 
And I was like, well, you're not listening. That's what's wrong. (laughs) So, and then a couple of sentences later, Corey does say, I don't want to say something I'll regret. We need to be done at that point. (laughs) It's like, so let's just put our foot on the gas and really get those (laughs) things out there. And like, it turns, it turns the other way pretty fast. It, it, it turns against Corey pretty fast. As these things tend to do. But honestly, at this beginning, I am like, yeah, Topanga, stop pushing him. Like, mm-hmm. he is clearly communicating and telling you what he, what, what he wants. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And he's even saying, like, we'll talk later. We will discuss this later. I, it's not a, I don't ever want to talk to you thing. It's a, I would like to process my thoughts before we talk about things. Mm, is this when he said that he'd quit? Yes. Like he quit the magazine job, yeah. Which I think he could he could definitely improve, but at the same time, is his time better spent finding something else to do? He's got a little bit more of a natural inclination toward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, I agree. I have. Yeah, he can quit the magazine job. Uh, but yeah, it it's it's just this moment where I'm like, yeah, Topanga, stop pushing him. But then, no, we're not there yet. We're not there. <laughs> Because then he tries again, and Topanga corrects his grammar. Yeah. Yeah, it's real bad. Corey tries to stop it again, and she corrects his grammar, and he's like, are you crazy right now? (laughs) And I was like, great question. That's not the best timing, Topanga. Not a good timing. Yeah. Yeah. And And everyone's just like, oh. Yeah. And then that's when we are done. Pedal to the metal at that point. Pedal to the metal, all things are bad. <laughs> um, yeah, and then they just start screaming at each other. In the student union of all places. Yeah. Um, their friends are cute, kind of trying to d- diffuse it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like when Eric says, no, no, no. I want to watch Topanga make Corey cry. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, they. Uh, we have a really long scene. This scene is really long. Mm-hmm. Um, like a bulk, most of this episode is this scene and the scene where they talk it out, which I feel like is real long. It is really long. I like that scene. I like, yeah. I mean, I, don't I, like, I, think I like what they were trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. More than what they actually, yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get there. We'll get there. Cause I kind of feel that way about this scene too. Um, because, you know, I do feel like there's like a type of like, like, person who gets a lot of attention who doesn't understand when someone who has always pursued their attention doesn't want it suddenly like i think topanga is wrong but i also kind of get why she's wrong does that make sense like i understand like she doesn't really understand a world where Corey isn't following her around like Mm. it's probably even kind of scary to her but she is also as we saw in the scene before that, and as we will see in previous scenes, just completely oblivious to Corey's feelings, like not even considering them an iota. She's crushing his spirit. My favorite part of Corey <laughs> is spirit. <laughs> kind of like the hair the most. You I know, can... if we could just keep that crushed, things <laughs> might be all right. <laughs> the best part, though, and this is how you know it's been a good fight. Mm-hmm. is when someone storms off and the other yells, I win! <laughs> <laughs> it's like, That's you, a good age. You fool. 
I've never yelled I win when someone storms off. I have to I have to try that sometime. You fool. No, I'm so I won't. <laughs> Does Nikki storm off a lot, chance? No. You do? I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen you storm <laughs> off. Well, you are blind. In my heart. <laughs> She's left this podcast three times by now. <laughs> In her heart. I'm blind to it because of love. Love blind. Um, yeah. It's weird. It, it's a weird scene. Their their insults are weird. Uh-huh. I don't even remember. He says Topanga has a big mouth. Yeah, and then she she escalates her real fast calling him an imbecile. Like we went from you're a kiss butt to um what is she oh you're bad at selling magazines to <laughs> you have a big mouth to you're an imbecile who can't even finish solitaire. <laughs> Neither can you, Topango. We've established. <laughs> True. No one knows how to play solitaire. We played a half game at best. <laughs> we made it to halftime. Yeah. I, I don't know why you think you won that, Topango, but you didn't. Um, but yeah, so, and then he screams back like, you always shove your goodness in my face. You've killed my spirit. Are you happy? And he walks away. Or she walks away. Because he screams, I won. I win. <laughs> Can we at least take a second? I thought Topanga's hair in this episode is really good. Yeah, it's beautiful. She always has great hair. I think hair her outfits are pretty good, too. Yeah. They're very yeah. of the time. But mm-hmm. I've been feeling... It, was like, it wasn't matronly. Mm. Yeah. they were a lot of her college outfits have been. Yeah, season six, and that's kind of what I was thinking mostly about, is, like, season six has all been, like, very straight-haired Topanga with, like, oddly, like... Lots of cardigans and dresses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, long dresses and cardigans and, like, nothing fun. Like, nothing colorful. I think they're playing into the fashion world with if this episode, because she's pretty cutesy and fashion It does sort of have a Mary-Kate and Ashley winning London vibe mm-hmm. in her outfits. Yeah. Which is a good mm-hmm. vibe. You know, that's a good era. Other than Mary Kate and Ashley's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'll yeah, always seems... be particular to getting there, but I can do winning London. Getting there is when they go to the Winter Olympics. Yeah. And they do migrant farm work in Oxford, <laughs> which is not the first time we referenced that on this show. I think about migrant, uh, migrant labor in Oxnard way more than I probably should. <laughs> well, when I used to work, Wayfair. A lot of our suppliers were in Oxnard. Well, not a lot, but several of them. So I'd look and be like, let me see where this is coming from. And I'd be like, Oxnard. <laughs> did, you tell people, did you tell people you did migrant labor in Oxnard? No. I tried to, to stay away from that. <laughs> Good. Because it's probably offensive. Yes. Um, where are we now? Topanga's uh, left. Corey yeah. won. Corey's on the couch now with Sean, and Sean's explaining because Corey says well what do I do now mm-hmm. and so Sean is explaining what happened in his home yes this is the stuff I related to <laughs> people yelling and storming out that's what I understood and then one day she just didn't come back and also turns out she's not my mom <laughs> so who knows yeah. I really I don't like, know what to do in this situation I like that Corey was like listening to Sean he's like Oh, this is more of a you area, which is kind of sad. That's also mm-hmm. kind of true. Personal conflict. What do you got for me? <laughs> this is not my life. Um, and and I liked Sean's like, in my experience, 
It's bad when someone leaves crumbs. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty bad. Yeah, Sean. I get mm -hmm. that. <laughs> right you are. Right you are. It was kind of a gut punch moment when he says, I don't remember if it's in the middle or whatever, but, um, well, you go home and you hope she's still there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. Poor mm -hmm. Sean. Poor Sean. You hope your home is still there and your mom didn't drive off with it. <laughs> oh, sad. That's a thing that happened to Sean one time. The woman you think is your mom. Verna. Uh, Verna. From Elaine McGinty. Which I still don't think was his mom. I think he just wanted it. Who, who even knows? Yeah, I was, I was unclear. It's probably Mingwa. It's probably Mingwa. Mingwa's last name is actually Burnett. Um, uh, she was adopted. <laughs> she was adopted. Um, I mean, we do know a Boaz Nizing, so anyway. Uh -huh. <laughs> that's another thing entirely. That's, a, that's another thing entirely. Anyway, so. Same scene. Yeah. Um, the older brother just forgot his name, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> nice recovery. Thank you. <laughs> he comes over and starts talking to them as well, right? It's true, yes. yes. He's very he mean to the lucky penny. Yeah, he's mean to Sean. Trailer boy. Trailer boy's got all the answers. Uh, yeah, he gives Do you know what I got that you haven't got? Bam! Lucky penny. Talkity talk 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 yak. Yeah, and then he does this whole Penny, you have given me something better than luck. You have given me confidence. And with that confidence, I now know that I no longer need luck. <laughs> um, so sad. MVP so of the episode, Lucky Penny. MVP, Lucky Penny. And the reason for that is because while Eric had it, it kept us from having to watch him get struck by lightning for some reason. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and then everyone clears out and he gets struck by lightning twice. And then they dump water on his head. Dump water on his head. Mm -hmm. um, Gotta make sure he's not, you know, on fire. Catching the couch on fire. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We gotta, somehow that couch survived. So we gotta. You gotta keep it that way. It's like he got struck once and it was fine. Then he got struck again and all of his clothes were burned up. The computer graphics were lovely at that point. It made me <laughs> super smile. Yes. I was very excited. You for need that. that. You need that. Mm -hmm. um, Ooh, that was a big one. Did you hear that? Yeah, I hear that. Wow. Are the fireworks coming from inside the house? I think so. Asher's <sighs> probably doing that. He's just back there. Can you see him? Yeah. Mom. Our, our backyard neighbor. Mom, mm. I got some Texas pot bottle rockets. <sighs> Happy fourth, y'all. He's got some pot something. <laughs> I said uh, pop with a P. Okay. Some <laughs> Texas pot bottle rockets. <laughs> Why not? Um, but yeah, so that's the end of that scene. And then we go on to what is, for all intents and purposes, our last scene. Mm-hmm. Um, very long. Even continues into the the stable, the yeah. town. Um, and we the, he closes the door. I kind of expected him to lock it. Like in my mind, I even remembered that happening, but it did not. It didn't. Um, he's just like Topanga. Oh, she's gone. She wasn't gone. And she, she was out. playing solitaire. She was just playing solitaire. Winning nineteen. One nineteen games in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Which is very impressive. And I Solitary. don't think possible. hashtag winning. 
Hashtag win. I like to think at her new job, she's going to play solitaire one day. She's going to be like, ah, one. And one of her coworkers is going to be like, um, one, all, you, all you did was get two aces. Yeah, that's... Well, because when she cool. sits down here and she's playing, she has eight stacks of cards, four on bottom row, four on top row. And she's just moving them from the bottom to the top. And it's just like, that's not what how solitaire works. No, no. Mm-hmm. You don't know how to play solitaire. <laughs> Yeah, because you just you just stack them. You take them from this stack and put them in this stack. That's solitaire, baby. Um, actually, most people don't know this. I'm like, I'm gonna drop a knowledge bomb on you. Um, solitaire didn't exist um, before it was on every computer or on Windows 95. Um, so it was really only a four year old game at this point. Yeah, um, nobody really knew. Yeah, no one really knew how to play really? unless you were a computer person and just yeah, because. There was no solitaire before it was one of the main games on Windows. Really? No. But then why would the Neil Sadaka sing a song called Solitaire in 1972? He didn't. Mandela Effect. Oh, of course. <laughs> there was no solitaire before Windows 95. It is a really good uh, game, just in general. I definitely had a solitaire phase in college. Oh, we yeah. played a lot of solitaire in college. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. If it was on my computer, I'd probably be playing it right now <laughs> as we are talking. Wait, how is it not on your computer? I have a Mac. Oh, yeah, that's Macs not are dumb. Don't they have spider solitaire on Macs? I'm about to find out. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to check my work computer and see if there's solitaire too. Solitaire. Everyone listening, check your computers for solitaire. Do it now. It doesn't seem to. It says no results. Sad. It is sad. Search for it. That is the saddest thing of the episode. I have chess. Oh. Fun. I don't I don't have any games. They lock you out of games. They say no fun. That's true. No joy. I can't even get it to the settings on my Chrome. Watch. That's weird. When you go to your Chrome settings, it says this browser is managed by your organization. Are you hearing these on my end? I did. Oh. We're getting it from both sides. It's in stereo. They're at, we're at war. We're at war. Now I'm just looking up solitaire games on. Um, you got. You got. You got to stop. App phone. Store. <laughs> we're all gonna play solitaire tonight. It's gonna be okay. You don't know a wild thing I learned. I do want to know week? it. That really doesn't relate to anything except for we're at war. <laughs> um. Tell me. Each one of our nuclear submarines in in like in the United States in the United States Navy um, has enough nukes on it to be considered the sixth largest nuclear power in the world, um, and we have over two hundred nuclear submarines in circulation. That's a lot of submarines and a lot of nuclear power. That's wild. And by that I mean weapons. Wow. That's wild. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah. Anything worth doing is worth overdoing, America. That's why we have the two of the top three largest militaries. One is the U.S. military. The third largest is the U.S. police force. Oh, didn't know. So, and China is in between those. Yeah. yeah. I mean, anything worth doing is worth overdoing. America. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, That's just a random thing I, I learned this week, and I thought I'd share it with you. Dear listener, do you have a solitaire game on your phone that you like to play that I should play? You should let me know. Let, let us know. Love some solitaire. Sure. Uh, but Topanga's playing not solitaire, and she's <laughs> got 19 games. And Corey said, "Did you win them all?" 
<laughs> and she gives him a look. Yeah, she gives him a look like, how dare you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> how, dare, how dare you assume I'm good at this game? How dare you assume I'm good at everything? Because I am. You're right. Good assumption. I found solid. <laughs> You're like 10 minutes behind, babe. <laughs> that was so 10 minutes ago. With, with the program. Chance that program is solitaire. <laughs> Get with it. Um, so Corey makes an apology, not a bad one, but an apology, and he's like, Well, I fixed it. I'm right? sorry. Yeah. Now it's your turn to say something. Yeah, and she's just like, That's not how any of this works. Yeah. And then um, yeah, they just talk about it. Yes. Um, it's it's a strangely framed episode. Like, they keep, like, I guess to show the passage of time, mm-hmm. keep, like, fading out and, like, fading fading back into them in different spots. Mm-hmm. It's kind of strange. Mm-hmm. See, the thing that it reminded me of, and it's clearly not a reference to it because it happened later. Yeah, but it's that Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Friday, Girls. Huh? Yeah. yeah, that episode of Gilmore Girls. Yes. Yeah. Friday night's all right for fighting. Mm-hmm. Which is the best episode of Gilmore Girls. It's so good. And that, that scene... Is like this, but like 10,000 times better. 10,000 times better. <laughs> and their fighting is so much better because if there's one thing that the Gilmores know, the Gilmores know how to do, it's art. It's, yes. And then, but yeah. then there's just like moments of absurdity and moments of solidarity. Mm-hmm. And then right back to fighting. Um, and it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone says that Gilmore Girls went way downhill. Um, in season six, I disagree because halfway into season six, you have Friday, Friday night, so I right for fighting, um, which is the best episode of the show. We don't I make the rules. You did what? I said we don't make the rules. Mm-hmm. We don't make the rules. Um, it's really good. Um, it was a little problematic that during this passage of time, it was, and I know we kind of hinted at this earlier, but it was kind of made clear that we were supposed to think that Topanga was the one who did everything wrong. Yeah, but Topanga was the jerk. Yes. Mm-hmm. I crushed your spirit. Um, True, but... Which, I mean, Topanga needed to learn that her her actions had an effect on Corey because she really clearly wasn't thinking that throughout the episode. But that is not the only thing that needed to be learned here. Yes. Yeah, there's more going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the point where I feel like it really started coming down that way, where it's like Topanga's totally in the wrong, where she certainly was, but Corey also is. <laughs> and continues to be, and will always. Because of the fireworks, Waldo is whining, so. Oh, our puppy. Waldo. Hello, baby. Waldo, Waldo. The fireworks have scared the little guy. Um, yeah. There's, I know I brought it up earlier, but I think I need to bring it up again. Because I really think that this is like a baby version of like a pretty prominent like idea that goes on right now. Especially, I'm going to I'm gonna call it out in conservative circles. Um, oh, really, Chance? You're going to go there and alienate those <laughs> listeners that we clearly have? <laughs> yeah, I'm going there. Um, have I talked much about neoliberalism on this podcast? Oh, wow. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like the 1980s neoliberalism, which was at its height in the 90s, is really prominent here. Um, 
and really focused. Neoliberal. She's she was talking to her dog. Um, although it's joined the podcast. Um, he's cute. We'll put a picture of him. Though. What does Waldo have a last name? We did just change his last name this week. Hold on. Meyer? <laughs> no. So okay. Neoliberalism is on pause for a second. <laughs> As it should be. Last name. Um, Dormier. Dormier. Mm-hmm. Uh, Why? Why that? When, oh, just wait, Cameron. When Waldo originally got his last name, he was found by a college girl who brought him to... To me. You. and One of my besties for the resties. Yeah. Shout out to Siege. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, well, not, not Siege... From Brummie's World. Different Siege. Siege. <laughs> um, Shout out to Siege, though, too. Yeah, Siege is great. We love him. Um, and we love CJ Guest, now Dorton. So, yes, they combined their last names, Worthley and Guest, to create Waldo's last name, Guestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. neither of them have those last names. Now they are Dorton and Meyer. So. Dormier. 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 <laughs> I was on the side of Morton. We did have a, a running list of possibilities, and Dormier was the winner. Dormier sounds very like French. Yeah, so he's he's Sir Waldo Dormier the third. Because mm-hmm. it's Waldo Dormier, Waldo Dormier, come on our show, but me's Rock Beaver. Do not got dogs who always podcast with me because it's Waldo Dormier. <laughs> that was amazing. Waldo, you got your own intro. Okay, anyway, neoliberalism. <laughs> <laughs> Unpause. <laughs> um, but I think this is important um, because neoliberalism was a very like me-centric like philosophy, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, it's all about like individualism and like you know the invisible hand. You can't really help it. Like the hand you're dealt is the hand you're dealt. Um, if you're poor, the, the invisible hand of the market. Of course, you're poor. It's not my fault that I'm a millionaire and you have nothing. Um, that's how the invisible hand goes. And I feel like there's like the real beginnings of like baby neoliberalism in this, where like the idea of getting better doesn't really occur to Corey. Mm. Like the problem is that his individual failings are being pointed out, not by comparison to his wife, not that he isn't doing well because he's living his life. He's, you know, in this case, the main character, but also, like, in neoliberalism, you are kind of the main character. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And, and, like, it's not, it's not your fault. <laughs> and, and I feel like this, like, even today, we really see these things in, like, I, I think the crackdown on the LGBTQ community. I think, like, all the things going on in Florida that are setting civil rights back for uh, Hispanics and Black people. <laughs> like... I think all of those things are kind of like this has this has been planted and grown for 20 years this idea of like it is what it is and if other people are doing well that is not a good thing that points out my failing um mm-hmm. there's a lot of talk about the 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 blue cities and the red states and all of that and it's not like you know California has to be all bad and Florida has to be all good um, there was a recent interview with Sean Hannity and Gavin Newsom where he's like, why is Florida just such a better state than your state, Gavin? And 
California governor, Gavin Newsom was like, by what metric? What are you talking about? Yeah, that seems like a loaded question to be coming <laughs> from. Well, he, he literally says that at one point. He's like, you, your population more than doubles Florida. Why why are they doing so much better than you? He's like, what you mean? What are you, what are you talking about, you crazy person? But that's kind of what's going on here, right? On a, on a more micro scale is like, because even at the end, like, and, and this is what, what kind of really bugged me about this. Um, even at the very end, when they're laying together and they're like reconciled, mm-hmm. like he's still like, oh, and here we're back to you being better than me. <laughs> like no one's ever like, Corey, maybe you could do better. Or Corey, maybe you could find something you're good at. Or like that that never, it never even crosses anyone's mind. Like, I just need to try harder. I need to find my own thing that I can be successful too, or successful in my own way. It's like, no, you're just better than me. Yeah. And and by you being better than me, it shows it like it reflects on how poor I am. Mm-hmm. I am lesser because you are more. It's a bummer. It's a it's a huge bummer to me. <laughs> like to see like that micro reflection of like a really big systemic problem right now. Mm-hmm. Huge. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just I thought a lot about neoliberalism and its proliferation in our society while I was watching this episode. Didn't you? Come on. Who didn't? I never said I didn't. <laughs> Those exact words went through my head. <laughs> yeah. Man, this really has a lot to say about the proliferation. <laughs> 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 I said that so bad because you said it so good and you made me look worse by how well you said proliferation. Karen, you did so good. That was exactly right. <laughs> proliferation of neoliberalism neoliberalist ideas oh yeah well you got a big mouth (laughs) i did well chance (laughs) you never said you did it (laughs) you know who the real winner in this episode is i really don't know the real winner is the eventual therapist (laughs) that gets a hold of them You know, I'd be, I'd be remiss if I didn't make a community reference during an episode of this show. Mm-hmm. There's a moment where Jeff Jeff Winger is pointing out the group's codependency. And he's just like, "Do you know what a like a a site like a like a counselor or therapist would call this kind of codependent relationship that we have?" And Pierce Hawthorne Chevy Chase's character just says, "A gold mine." <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. They, they've got to go into some serious therapy, though, don't they? I think they, I mean, yeah, I think it's great for every human on the planet, but it's especially true. newly married couples would be great. Yeah. Newly married couples who have been so convinced they're going to be married for so long that maybe they missed some things along the way. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Is that the episode? Yeah. Eric comes to the door. And his, back. and his tatters still smoking. Yeah, apparently unable to move his arms because he has Corey put the, the penny around. And then I noticed this on the captions. He says hello to something. He he picks up the payphone in the hallway and says hello. Yeah, we don't know why, but Corey- maybe he's winning publishers clearinghouse. Because yeah, maybe maybe you're right. Maybe that is a joke we missed where he like got a. Got a contest-winning call or something? I don't know. Mm-hmm. 
It's as good an explanation as anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. But and that's the episode. Back. That's the episode. Thank the Lord. <laughs> we did it. Yeah. Thank the it's, lucky penny. It's a weird one because I don't hate it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm just leaving it at that. I don't like it. I th there's good things in it. But no. No, it's not good. Let's do some ratings. Cameron? I'm going to give it a four. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. I, as I said, I did not like this. Okay. I thought the Lucky Penny stuff wasn't really much of anything. Um, why is my thing beeping? I don't know. I don't understand. My computer. Is it frozen? I don't know. I think we're just going to reload the page. Do, do, do. Gonna I'm giving it a four, though, because I, just didn't, I did not like this. This is my lowest rated episode of the season. Really? Okay. I feel like there's several episodes this season I haven't liked more than this one. But that's me, not you. What's your rating, Chance? I don't know. Maybe a six? Okay. It's not great. It's not terrible. Mm -hmm. Like, I really like the beginning. I think I like that the fight is really two-sided um, when they when they have it. Um, it's a bummer. It becomes a real bummer when it's like, oh, we're only going to work on Topanga's thing and not Corey's thing. Um, and it's not... The resolution isn't the, like, nicest thing to watch. We can't work on Corey because then he would have a character arc. It's true. We can't let Corey have a character arc. And he's got to believe he's Sammy Sosa or something in an episode or two. I don't remember. Who can, who can really remember? <laughs> I'll split you guys. I'll do a five. Okay. You can give it whatever you want. 43. Oh. No, not It's not a 43. I'll do a five. Yeah. I think that's fair. There's some nice parts. Sean had some nice parts. Eric's... There. He's, he's, I mean, he's Eric, and he's yeah. good comedy relief. And anyway. mm -hmm. For some reason, my uh, document isn't working, so I'll have to write all this down later. But I give it a four, Chance gave it a six, and Nikki's in there with a five. So it's an There's average of five. five. That's easy math. <laughs> Child's play. <laughs> give me a tough one. <laughs> um, MVP? I, I got to go with Sean. He's the only person that makes any sense. <laughs> Does person have to be a, the MVP? I guess P stands for person, but could it be most valuable penny? <laughs> I guess maybe it could. I kind of want to give it to the Lucky Penny. You know, Lucky Penny it is then. There's two Lucky Penny votes. Also, this keeps it as a three-way tie for first place in this season so far between Sean, Corey, and Eric. And I just, I live for it. I live for the Sean, we can't, We can't do that. <laughs> we can, too. <laughs> you can for one more episode. <laughs> yeah, there's still several more to go. Well, not we just can't, we can't vote because of that. No, but I just like I like it. It pleases me. Okay, I can go with the lucky penny. We're going to the lucky penny. I'm voting for the penny. Okay, it is. I'm okay with it. Um, I don't know that we've ever given it to anyone weirder. <laughs> we gave it to Foofy. Yeah, but Foofy she was, was a person. <laughs> we've never not given it to a person. Yeah. I think that's true. Should have given it to the dog in the one episode. Oh, the big, the St. Bernard. Yeah, the St. Bernard. Nikki knows I love big dogs. That's not a big dog. Woof, woof. Just, I like them. Um, okay, and boy meets being a loser. <laughs> boy meets Leon Shinazi. Mm. Boy meets 
can't deal with woman's success. Moy meets playing solitaire badly. <laughs> Ponzi scheme. <laughs> Boy meets Ponzi scheme. Mm -hmm. Boy meets... I just had it and I lost it. Oh. That's what we call it. The Ponzi it scheme. scheme. Got it. Sorry. <laughs> Boy meets the death of his spirit. Boy meets the death of his... Boy meets spiritual death. <laughs> <laughs> I liked that one. Yeah. Let's do it. Spiritual death. I'm here for it. <laughs> Again, I can't write it down because my document is broken for some reason. I got you. Oh. Do you hear all those? I guess those are whatever they're M80s, black cats. Mm hmm. It's a bunch. You can just call them what they are noisemakers, <laughs> the explosives. Um, I can't type at all on my computer. That's a problem. I don't know if you know this, but that's a problem. <laughs> um, we did it. We, we did it. We made it through. Somehow we made it through. Looks like we made it. We met each other all the way. We barely made it. We're about to get blown up, I think. Mm -hmm. it's, it's coming. It's coming. They're coming for me. It was from over to this side. Now it's coming from the other side. So that's happened to us too. It's quieted here though. Yeah, this one has. It's moved south from you guys. Um, what time is it? Oh, okay. They've got six more minutes of fireworks shooting before it's illegal. It's illegal always in the neighborhood. That's true, it is. You narcs. <laughs> us having kids and not wanting them being waking woken up. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. My wife has to wake up early and go to work tomorrow. Please be quiet. Oh, I did do that one time, but I wasn't as nice as that. That was very kind. Please be quiet. You were starting the first day of a new job. I was. You're oh. killing her spirit. It was killing my... It really was killing my spirit that day. <laughs> the fireworks? Yeah. Yes. At 12.30, 12.45. That was a big one. See those. That was beautiful. <laughs> just waiting for more. Oh, wow. They are just like right there. Oh my! Can we just watch a sunset? That's God's firework. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't need these artificial, man-made things. You know, mm -hmm. the Lord. The Lord's got my back. The Lord provided. <laughs> I don't need these artificial. You know, these things that, that man has done. Mm -hmm. Man's hand hath wrought, and fireworks are from China anyway. So yeah, they're probably spying on us. The fireworks track. Our pupil dilations. Mm -hmm. And they and probably get you more. As you watch the fireworks and your pupils expand and contract, it makes you more susceptible to being possessed by demons, I think. Probably. Mm -hmm. There's probably someone out there that believes that. <laughs> it's not me. I'm just really tired. <laughs> if you believe that, let us know. That's <laughs> something <laughs> podcasters say, right? <laughs> <laughs> We'd love Maybe to talk to you. just like a podcaster. Thank you. <laughs> Great. Let us know. Put it in the comments. Like, share. Do you have any, uh, any feedback from anyone? Um. Yes, actually, we do. Thank you for reminding me. Of course. Wait. Now I'm starting to question. Did I read this already? Only one way to know. Um. Did I? Did I tell you that Grant Morse? Um. Sent us a nice message on, on Gmail. Grant Morrison? No. A comic book writer? Oh, because that'd no. be interesting if he listened to us. 
Grant Morris. No, I don't believe so. Thank you, Grant. Yeah. Um, he says he's been listening to the show since the beginning, um, but this is his second time writing in. The first time we read it, we made fun of his Twitter handle, um, which was um, the Morse Code. I don't remember making fun of that. I'm sorry, Grant. Yeah, that's great. Jerks. Yeah. We're the worst. We killed, we killed your spirit. We killed your spirit, Grant. We're sorry. Thanks for still writing in. Um, he wanted to share his love for the show. Um, he is a 90s baby um, and didn't really get to start watching until 98 or so uh, when it was on Disney, but he fell in love ever since. Um, and he can recite most episodes. Actually, Grant, I'm sorry. I'm censoring you. I apologize. You can damn near recite most episodes. So mm. I feel like his wording Just is important. We're the most <laughs> we're the, the most explicit Boy Meets World podcast out there. Yes. We're excruciatingly explicit. Yes. Um, he says um, that he believes the show has kept its heart over time. Um, mo most people who are fans of the show are able to watch it with 90s goggles on, which I do agree with. And I say this all the time. No one should watch this show the way we are. No one should. This show should be on. Like, you should binge it. You should not think about it. Like, yeah, it's just fun. And just have fun. Yeah, this, the way we're doing this is insane. I didn't realize how insane it was until we started doing it. I think it was like season three when I'm like, oh, this changes the experience almost entirely. It sure um, does. But anyway, yes. I think the show has a lot of heart, too, and you should watch it with 90s goggles on. And not this way. Um, don't get me wrong. I love this podcast, and I love that we've done it. And if you do it, too, I bet you'll like it. But mm -hmm. it is, It's fun. It's been a fun time. Anyway. Um, he says he knows that certain aspects haven't aged well, um, but that gives it its charm. <laughs> yeah. Um, I believe that out of the 90s sitcoms, Boy Meets World was the best after school special it had the best after school special episodes um not always realistic like sean being saved from a cult in two days um also believe eric is the best dummy in sitcom history up there with kelso from that 70s show um and what was alan talking about when he said he also wait hold on and what was alan talking about when he said he also drunk when yelling at Corey? And then him saying he wasn't? He said, I remember he saying he, you weren't the only one under the effects of alcohol. He said it was me. Oh. But he was just saying that as a, like, I was under the effects of you drinking. Not yeah. that I was drinking, but that you were drinking and that was affecting me. Yes. Yes. That's the, how I took it. In the, in the drinking episode. I think that's 100% that's right. Because he says, you weren't the only one under that influence that night. And it's like, oh, well, I was drinking. He's like, I was under the influence. He's like, you were drunk? No, you were. It's like he was being influenced by Corey's choices. Weird twister roo. Um, and then he says, finally, I want to thank you for making my drives home in Houston traffic much more bearable. And it takes forever to go anywhere in Houston. It really does. Brand, I Bless you. Bless you. And man, thanks for listening. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, I Glad enjoyed doing something good in the world. I enjoy knowing two random dudes from OK, that Oklahoma, I would assume. Fair <laughs> Sorry, it took me a second. <laughs> Love the show as much as I do, and at one point had a podcast. Oh, he at one point had a podcast for the show 
but it only lasted two episodes because of school. Anyway, thank you for your dedication to the show. Much love, Grant. Thanks, Grant. And sorry we made fun of you. That yeah. wasn't nice. Not yeah. cool, man, on our part. Um, but yeah, we love that message. We're, we're, we're happy to be part of your commutes. Um, yeah, that's really sweet. I also got a message because as I think we've discussed on this podcast before how we're part of this Facebook group that sometimes it just seems a bit unhinged. Yeah. What? I said most of the time seems unhinged. Most of the time. But I got a message from someone on there that just said, I wanted to say I love your podcast. I started listening to you guys before Pod Meets World. That's right. Yeah. I just wanted to thank you for being in our group. She means the Facebook group. And that was Maria. So thanks, Maria, for reaching out. Just randomly got that message yesterday. And I was like, oh, it really speaks to my heart. Yeah, that was good. I feel like I just went Delilah there a little bit. I don't know. Delilah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's, I've never listened. Still at it. Wow. Love um, someone tonight. Mon and Silva misses um, Yeasty Boys and I do too. Um, I thought that I was going to have something to bring for the Easty Boys, but I don't, so next That's time. a goal this week. Yeah. We've, bread. we've got to find some good bread we haven't talked about yet. Someone needs to send you some good bread. Yeah, or someone can send us good bread. Yeah, or just tell us where to find it. Yeah, any of these work. Um, give us some good bread wrecks. Always looking for a bread wreck. Um, you could go get some from Brown's before it closes down indefinitely on the 7th. Ooh. <sighs> On the seventh? That's so um, soon. I know. Yeah, Browns is an Oklahoma City institution. Seventy-seven years. <gasps> oh, and closing down on seven-seven. Oh. <laughs> anyway, they're like, it was indefinite. We're back on the eighth. It was just a big trick. Seventy-seven years on seven-seven. Well, they're, they're, <laughs> I think they're retiring and looking for someone to buy the business. Oh no! Yeah, that's hard. I'll do it. Yeah. Why are we not bakery owners? It's time, you know. We we'll, call it, we'll call it Boys Meet Bread. And you only have Boy Meets World episodes playing. Yeah. In the and all the bread is themed. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know how Corey made coconuts of his friends? We'll make bread. Friends of our, not friends, but TV people. Yeah, I did just read a book tonight to my youngest son called Nanette, Nanette's Baguette. By Mo, Will, Mo Willems. Um, he's great. He does elephant and piggy books. If you have kids, you need to be reading them elephant and piggy books because they're amazing. Yeah. Um, but this was another one called Nanette's Baguette. And everything just rhymes with those two words. And there's a lot more words that rhyme with Nanette and Baguette than you would think. I'm trying to think of a word. I can't. It's fine. I'm tired. Yeah. It's late. And there's fireworks and explosions. And it just it really just grates on you after a while. It really um, does. I don't care. Be sure to follow us on social media, on Instagram, on Twitter, as long as it's not broken at BG World Fever. You can also send us an email, as Grant did, at, at BG World Fever at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Shout out to Grant. Yeah, Grant. <laughs> or randomly send me a Facebook message like Maria. Yeah, Maria. Maria. That was me hitting my chest both of those times. I realized that probably doesn't translate. <laughs> I was I, I I was throwing up like the I love you gang sign too. So mm. I guess it's 
<laughs> just sign language. It's not a gang sign. Well, I was the doing it. The, the gang is the death. They're <laughs> <Real> nice <laughs> gang. They're very friendly. They are. They're sweet people. <laughs> My wife is judging me. Just as sweet as other groups of people. Uh -huh, they're just people. They're just people. I don't know. Have you met the Crips? They're not very nice. I haven't seen them. You don't need to talk. Great. Now the Crips are mad at us. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Thanks, Chance. I'm gonna have to cut that out. Oh. Guys, I'm so tired. Oh, okay. Well, that's all I've got. That's all I've got. So from all of us here at Boy Me's World Fever, so long, world. world. world.